0: Hello and a warm welcome to everyone out there joining us today to our podcast series of the Female CFO Network. My name is Petra Kuster. I work for DB Cargo, the rail freight company of Deutsche Bahn. I'm your host today and have the great pleasure of talking to Maria Ferraro, the Chief Financial Officer and Chief Inclusion and Diversity Officer of Siemens Energy AG, and Siemens Energy Management GmbH. Maria, a big hello to you and a very warm welcome. Hello everyone, hello Petra. It's
1: lovely to be here with you, hello.
0: Maria, everybody can probably read up on your resume, so I'll only set the scene with a very short introduction to your bio. You're a Canadian national, professionally you're an accountant and started your career with PWC in Canada. After several years with Nortel Networks, you started your career with Siemens in Canada in in 2004. After spending some time in Germany and the US, you returned to Canada taking on the role of CFO for the Canadian Siemens organization in 2013. Two years later, you moved on taking on the role of CFO for Siemens PLC in London, UK. Three years later, you moved on to Germany And became the CFO of the Digital Division of Siemens. Three further years on you became the CFO of Siemens Energy, your current role. Half a year later you performed the spin-off from Siemens AG to go public on the Frankfurt Stock Exchange. Wow, Mm -hmm. 18 years in the Siemens family (laughs) racing up the career ladder crossing five countries. What a journey. So how do you feel about what you've accomplished? and
1: what experience yeah, really shaped this journey of yours. Yeah, thank you, Petra. Like I said, uh, and thank you for the lovely introduction. And sometimes it's nice to remember um, all of those, let's say, waves or turns in the road uh, in my um, my career. I think one of the things that was really important to me, and it started uh, you know, even early on when I selected my career, is I wanted something that was transferable. What I mean by that is I could go to different parts of the globe, I can work in different industries and um, still be able to, um, you know, have this career in finance. Um, And uh, so that was really important to me. And I think that's what shaped my career and also shaped the decisions I made uh, throughout my career. And also, of course, um, early on in my career, I said I wanted to aspire to become a CFO, so was there
0: like a specific shaping experience or or something which you'd like to
1: share with, <laughs> with uh, the listeners here? Oh, well, I would love to. And I want to share this one because it was just a it, it triggered memory when I said, you know, I decided earlier I wanted to be a CFO. It was so interesting is I really didn't know exactly what a CFO did. Of course, I saw the CFO that I was working for. Of course, I understood some of the, uh, let's say, some of the challenges and some of the core things that you do um, in terms of reporting and so on and so forth. But um, the fork in the road was probably uh, 15 years ago. Okay, And 15 years ago, I was sitting across the table from a male CFO, of course. <laughs> and, uh, and he said to me, okay, Maria, we're having a very open uh, development discussion. He said, okay, you know, what What do you want to do? What are your next steps? And I didn't hesitate, and I spoke very authentically and probably a little quick, and I said, I want to be you. Very good. And I remember Petra at that time, he looked at me. I looked at him, and I thought, oh, boy, maybe I shouldn't have said that 15 years ago. So imagine a uh, younger Maria. And it was, you know, a pregnant pause, maybe three, four seconds, complete silence. He leaned back in his chair, he crossed his arms, and he said... Okay, then let's make it happen. And I think from that moment, you know, it was triggered in my mind that it's possible. I can do this. And with support, and that's why I think it's so important, the support, the mentorship, the coaches that, mentors and coaches are different, and and all of those individuals um, that kind of helped me get here, but also, Petra, hard work and some sacrifices along the way and continuing to let's say hone in on what i liked about the various roles and i think that's really what set me on the path for where i am today
0: excellent yeah wow well, okay i can i'm i'm just trying to visualize that situation but uh, clearly uh, that mustard fostered the belief belief that you can do it yeah um, so I'm sure that there are many young female professionals out there looking to you with what I, what I outlined at the beginning as a key international female role model. I'm sure uh, everybody out there would like some pieces of advice, um, if, if I may ask you, to share with, with uh, the young females um, for their personal career journey. What, what advice can you offer?
1: Absolutely. Uh, And again, you know, not one path fits all. Everybody needs to go on their own path and and really determine, like I said, what's important to them. But, um, you know, going back to my, you know, very young Maria sitting across the table and telling the CFO I want to be him, don't be afraid to, uh, you know, um, not only visualize, but verbalize your goals. Um, And I think that Because otherwise, we sometimes think it's known, we sometimes think, don't they know that I want to progress and I want, you know, I'm ambitious Mm -hmm. and I want to do this? But no, they don't. And what's the harm in making sure that people understand and, and that people will then support your development in that regard? So I'd say speak up for sure, indicate early on if that's what you want. Secondly, don't be afraid to change your path as you go along. Not every step I made was upward. Mm-hmm. I made many lateral moves, uh, a couple down moves. Uh, I've restructured myself out of a job a couple times. And, you know, you just need to kind of find your way, um, but be strong in your belief and be and be confident in what, what you want and, more importantly, what you don't want. Um, and I think that's something also that guided me along the way. and And third but not last, from my perspective – you need a massive support system. Um, uh, you know, the number, maybe the, in the top three questions I always receive is, you know, how did you do it? How did you go from country to country? And then the second thing is, you know, how do you do it with the demanding work schedule? And and how do you, you know, the word that is said often is balance. Yeah. Um, you know I actually had the pleasure of meeting a really amazing woman um, who said it's not about balance it's about decisions make you decide you know so how do you make sure you decide you're going to do one thing versus another because balance immediately makes you feel that you're out of balance Um, but in that regard you do need a support system and um, you know when I was in Canada is when you know, my personal life changed and, you know, I had my daughter and I needed that support system at the time. And it does take a village. It takes a village not only for your personal life, but also for your professional life. You need the support in both. Um, and that's exactly the, the advice I would give is to make sure you have that support system. And then most importantly, prioritize, again, making those decisions within that support system, if you'd like, on, on, on how and how you'd like to live and uh, make the decisions in your personal professional life.
0: Okay, very good. I hope everybody's taking notes. Um, Excellent points. (laughs) Um, And uh, so I'd like to switch gears and uh, yeah, talk about the female CFO network. Uh, You're the founder (laughs) of the network. And I'd like to know a little bit about what triggered your idea for the network.
1: And what is the goal? The reason why I mean it was a very simple reason why I started this network is because I saw and I know that women are still so underrepresented um, in the top leadership positions in Germany huh? so now i 'm talking about germany um, and i and I think you know even when I started to ask when i start, when I became the cFO of Siemens Energy, and then I said, "Okay, how many women are there you know how you know, who can I talk to or pull on?" And it's like eight, yeah, of the DAX 40 companies have a female CFO. So I'm like, okay, you know, it's not enough, not enough. And we know it's not enough. And so I said, hey, let me pull and let me just actually call and, and reach out to the various individuals and see if they'd like to, you know, get this group going. That was really the genesis of the idea is to, you know, develop a network. Like I said, I've always benefited and felt there is a strong benefit to networks. These women are extremely busy. It wasn't meant to be a burden by any means. It was really about how do we get together, share some best practices, talk about some of the issues that we all have in common, of course, Mm -hmm. um, and really about supporting one another, but more importantly realizing that we are role models. Absolutely. We are a few. And so as a result, I reached out to them. And I have to say, um, the, let's say the eagerness was there. And uh, everybody said, absolutely, sounds like a fantastic idea. And that's how it was formed. Very good. So how can people
0: participate? Like, will you go beyond uh, what, what you've just alluded to?
1: Yes, absolutely. I think, like I said, we've met uh, just a handful of times so far. We try to meet quarterly, and um, and have uh, right away thought, hey, it'd be great to start to nominate people from our companies to get these best practice circles. So that's also in place now. And, you know, our intention is to, to, you know, go a little bit beyond in terms of what I said about role modeling, you know, cross company mentoring, you, you know, can I be talking to somebody from, um, you know, um, one of my colleagues companies to say, hey, they really want to talk and is would it be a mm-hmm. good match? Perhaps this is something we're, we're entertaining shadowing opportunities. I benefited from shadowing early in my career, it's, you know, step into the shoes of some, one for a day and and those types of opportunities. Like I said, it's really about ensuring that we get together, that we, you know, develop and empower women in our companies and even outside of our companies and leaders in general. We're not just saying women, but, you know, how do we ensure that we continue to keep all of those options available and pull them up? I think it's also our responsibility to pull them up out of our organization or within our organizations upward. To be the leaders of tomorrow. And that's what the intention is. So who can participate? Sorry, Petra, I went off and maybe let me make sure that I stay on point here. So, I mean, like I said, we're CFOs now. We have one CTO. I mean, she was a CFO. She became a CTO. So again, not exclusionary um, from the DAX, DAX, and, um, and some other companies. Uh, right now, there's around 10 of us. Um, and of course, we're looking to, uh, you know, jo- have others join. But again, very busy individuals. So starting small, making sure we're effective. And please, you know, if you're interested, if you're out there listening and you're interested, please just reach out to me on LinkedIn and um, get in touch. Um, That would be great. That will benefit Maria.
0: I'm 100% sure. And, you know, a couple of years down the road, um, we'll have that ratio at a different level. I'm 100% sure. Excellent. So as outlined at the beginning, you're not only the CFO, but also the Chief Inclusion and Diversity Officer of Siemens Energy. So my question there, what has changed um, since you've taken on that role? Um, Yeah, and what, what are you focusing on right now? Maybe you can give us a short insight into that.
1: What's interesting about our company is what I uh, what actually you said, thank you for that at the beginning, which is we took all of the parts of the business that were energy related and kind of carved that out, in, of, out of Siemens AG and actually had the opportunity to set up a brand new company. You know, what inevitably you hope to do when that happens is you take all of the great things that we had in Siemens AG, which was plenty, I mean, really a strong legacy and so on, and... You take that and you build upon that into Siemens Energy. And what we um, immediately thought is, hey, you know, how do we want to do the diversity topic different? Like, how, how, what can we do that's different? So what we immediately did, and I know it's a small thing, but it's, a, <laughs> it's supposed to symbolize something. And it's, I was the chief diversity officer of Siemens AG. I'm the chief inclusion and diversity officer of Siemens Energy. Mm-hmm. And the team was like, no, we have to have the inclusion in there because it's not just diversity in the sense of gender. Um, and so that was one thing that was different. We launched this only a year ago, November. So again, because our companies knew, so again, had the opportunity to launch it. And at that time, we really, you know, started to look at, we had our gender targets, because Every CFO likes to have KPIs. I love that. Absolutely. You know, tangible. That's what we need. <laughs> what gets measured gets managed. Everybody knows I say that. Um, but then what we saw is, look, it's not just me sitting. Even if I am a Canadian sitting in Germany, I don't know what's best for various countries out there. We're in 90 countries. We're greater than 90,000 people. Um, that's a lot of difference. Um, and everybody has a different start and stop line. So what we said is, hey, let's form a coalition of allies here at the headquarter level where we have representatives from the various countries. And, of course, on top of that, we also have what we call our network of networks. And that's the voices of the employees. So it's 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 gender, it's disability, it's LGBTQIA plus and ethnicity. And what we've tried to do is have this dialogue. It's not just me. We set the frame. We do set the frame in the coalition of allies here in the headquarters, and we say this is how we want um, inclusion and diversity to kind of look and feel at Siemens Energy. But then we're getting that feedback from the countries and from our networks. Um, and I think that is different. So it's not just a you know a PowerPoint set that's set down <laughs> to everybody and say okay abide by this. It's really engaging. One of the things that we did is in our four networks, as I mentioned, gender, disability, uh, LGBTQIA+, and ethnicity, we're starting to talk with them to say, tell us what we can do differently. Tell us what's working well. Tell us what's not. And let's work together to kind of develop some actions and so on. Again, going back to my tangible actions. These networks are from everywhere, all over the globe. So it's a really great way to tap in and get the pulse of what's happening in the various parts of our company and trying to make a a visible difference. So that's something that's in in progress, because I think we made some great steps in the first year, but now we're in the second year, right? So we really need to keep pushing ourselves forward. And then the last thing um, that we've done just recently, and this is about listening, truly listening to our people, because what we did here, and this was just in general, is, wow, this IND, um, you know, this journey that we're on, I'd really like to know what I can do. And I'm employee X sitting in country Y. And that's when we said, okay, let's launch an Allyship campaign. And this is how we showed everybody in our company, you can be part of this journey, you can embody what it means, what we're trying to do. Um, Even if they're not part of the network and even if they're not part of the day-to-day, if you'd like, um, activities. And so what we did is we compiled stories, Imagine Petra stories from all of our different parts of the globe, from Brazil to Asia to the US to Canada. And we got these stories from our employees, which were telling us about their, their journeys. Some were difficult ones right? Um, You know, coming out. Others were about, you know, disabilities. And and what they did in each of those stories is say how someone was an ally to them and what a difference that made.
0: Thanks for for sharing. I mean, that for me sounds, uh, if I'd wrap it up in the one word, it's inclusion. Um, It's very personal. Um, but it brings people together, and uh, yeah, together back as as teams,
1: which are diverse. And you can be your full self. This is what I always say, and it goes back to what I said about, um, you know, you asked about the advice. Just don't be shy. Be your full self. And as a company, even think about it in your personal life if you're unable to be yourself then you're really not thriving you're just surviving right so we want people to think this is a thriving environment here and again to make it personal it's only when something happens to you that you realize just how lucky you are you know so i have a personal a connection with someone who onset late in their life has now has a disability and you take it for granted and that's why immediately i thought we can't just talk about when it comes to inclusion diversity Only about the gender. It's so important about gender. Don't get me wrong, Petra. We need to increase the percentage of women in positions like yours and positions like mine, and just making sure that that happens. But also, we need buildings where anybody can access, or you know, that you can come in and you can be productive and don't feel like there's a stigma attached to it. And so, as a result, like I said, our coalition of allies and and how we define diversity and inclusion in Siemens Energy is. Everything from HR to supply chain, how do we deal with our stakeholders, how do we deal with, you know, who we do business with, to our facilities, to health and safety, mental well-being. And it's really through these four pillars that we've created this coalition of allies. So it's exciting. As you can see, I'm Very really excited, excited. <laughs> and passionate about it. Um, and uh, yeah, and and I have to also say, if I'm really honest, on the gender target, we inched it forward. Yeah, I mean, just 1% up notch um, to our 25%. I mean, we were 21, now we're 22%. So we have our work to do there. And I like to talk about that because, you know, sometimes with a gender target, it, it feels like p- other people feel excluded. And it's not about that. It's about leveling the playing field and making sure that everybody has an opportunity. And it's always important to note that, you know, the pendulum hasn't swung from one side to the other. I mean, we're just progressively making sure we always have the right person, but ensuring that everybody feels they have a chance.
0: Good Maria um, lots of uh, super super uh, content here and I, I would like to close actually we've been talking about some some personal aspects when when, mm-hmm. when you've just described here the the inclusion pillars um, something which you which you outlined a little bit at the beginning. Um mm-hmm. and uh, yeah which I'm I'm intrigued to to learn a little bit more about as well. You you have a teenage daughter. Um I have one daughter as well. She's uh, slightly younger, age 10. Um and around 2 years my husband and, and I decided uh, that he will become a house husband. Mm-hmm. Um yeah and to, to look after and manage the family, provide the necessary mm-hmm. support because without that I also mm-hmm. wouldn't be here where I'm sitting right now. Um, mm-hmm. so maybe you can just share one or two final sentences, because I think this, this may be interesting to the listeners. Um, yeah. How have you combined career and, and, and family? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's always, uh, yeah, everybody has different models, but, but, uh, maybe you can share your one or two sentences and your insights there.
1: Like I said, it's, it's really about choices and, and we have made, cho- I have made choices along the way in my career that have had, um, upsides and have had consequences. Uh, you know, one thing that I'm open about is I have missed some things. I have missed mm-hmm. some recitals. I have missed some things that, um, that uh, you know, I have to deal with and I have to make sure that I make decisions, right? It's not about balance. There's decisions that are being made there one way or another. Um, but what uh, I have to say is just, you know, to me, because somebody asked me, well, in order to have a career like yours, I can't have the personal life, right? I, I have to ha-. And I said, no, that's no. not true. It's yeah. It's... But be conscious of your decisions. Because I have a decision uh, that I make for myself, which is on Friday evening, it's without, I mean, unless, of course, there's something really uh, abnormal. Friday evening, I'm home. Uh, we have dinner together. Yep. It's our Friday evening dinner. Or, yep. And it's personal choices like that that you make. But one thing remains clear, and I'll under underline it again, um, is that you have to make sure you have an excellent support system at home. Mm. You need to ensure that uh, you feel confident with how things are going at home. You need to make sure that you keep yourself healthy, well, mentally. Um, you know, it's exa- I sometimes, you know, make it akin to the safety warning in a plane, right, where they say make sure you put the oxygen on yourself first before you assist others in the case of the unlikely event of an emergency. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. You have to make sure that you always are taking care of yourself in order to be strong for all of the aspects of your life that you find are important. And One thing that is absolutely crystal clear for me, it's a hard line. The number one priority is my family.
0: Thank you so, so much for those personal notes Um, (laughs) and the entire podcast today, Maria. It's been a lot of fun. It's been very insightful. Thank Um, you. Yeah. Dear listeners, I hope you've enjoyed the podcast as much as I have. Um, It's been, uh, yeah, just uh, time just whizzed by. A small teaser (laughs) also. The next podcast will be with Martina Niemann, the CFO of DB Cargo AG. So please make sure to listen in. I'm sure it will be as uh, insightful and lots of fun um, as we had today. So Maria, thank you very much again. Um, was Yeah, it was very good.
1: From my side, last word, over to you. So first of all, thank you, Petra. You know, what a pro you are uh, uh, doing these podcast interviews. Um, so you know if you have uh, additional free time, <laughs> what you can do, you're excelling at it. And, you know, well done you too on your career path and what you've done. And thank you to everybody who's listened and tune in for our next podcast. It's a really great group of women that are in our network and they have lots to share. So everybody take care and stay healthy. Thank you, Petra.
0: Thank you, Maria. Female CFO Network, the podcast.